folks, uh, to another edition of RSF Radio. Today's date is September 28th, 2017. I'm your host, Joe Monday. Welcome to the podcast, where we talk about things that have been going on in the sub for the last last week or so. Um, a lot of these things are going to be Street Fighter related. Some of them are not. Much like our first topic, going to hop right into it. No anecdotes. D-Dark was announced for that new Akira fighting game. Uh, I bring this one up specifically because uh, within the sub, there were a lot of people who reported this topic and said, this isn't Street Fighter related. Get this game out of here. Uh, this announcement out of here. This is this is stupid. I don't know who D-Dark is. That's not a Street Fighter character. And you're right. It's not a Street Fighter character. However, there is currently no Akira fighting game subreddit. And the last game that this character appeared in happened to be a Street Fighter EX game. So until there is somewhere for this type of post to go, I could get lost in our fighters. I don't know. It's not a whole lot going on. But until these posts have somewhere to go, uh, we're going to kind of allow them underneath the our Street Fighter umbrella because a lot of people were talking in that particular post. The comments section is pretty big. Uh, people seem to be really excited about it. It seems like it's going to be a pretty fun game. Uh, so go over to the sub and check that out. Don't mind the people saying that it's not a Street Fighter game. I mean, it isn't, but but still. The last game we was in was a Street Fighter game, so I'll let this one slide for now. Until next time. Uh, the next one I want to bring up, uh, Font This... <laughs> This particular post, this one spoke to me in a way that uh, old combo videos used to be, like a decade. I don't know if anyone else was around about a decade ago when people were posting combo videos, and it was kind of every combo video that you saw was basically, I mean, useful in that you could see the combos, but also the ways that these were edited made them almost unwatchable pretty much not useful in the ways that you would want to watch a combo video where there's just there's face shifting there's zoom ins there's screen shake uh, the only thing that this combo video isn't using and doesn't use and i could check the tapes on this i'm pretty sure they don't use it is the character taunting at the end of the combo and while a part of me says uh, a lot of this like the way that this is edited kind of makes this a useless combo video. One part of me says that, but then the other part of me says, looks at this and sees what old combo videos used to be like, and my heart grows th three times the size, and it's it is it hits me right here, folks. I'm pointing to my heart for listeners at home. It just it's something that. Uh, you don't really see that often a useless combo video but i recommend go checking it out <laughs> give uh, it's all blessed some love for making something as neurotic uh, that he made for rashid of course you know what music he used for it don't even ask all right next up on the block a lot of costumes were announced the october pack the halloween pack happy halloween folks uh there's there's a couple things here that I think are important to check out. Uh, a couple things to think about when you look at all these costumes. Number one, right off the block, uh, that Gil costume, that Urian right there. It is interesting that they would bring in the alternate Urian costume because then it gives you, gives you the idea that Gil probably will not be introduced as a character in this game at any time. It's possible, but at the same time, you think of the possibilities, like, why would they bring... The only thing that I can reconcile in my head is if they do bring Gil back, then it's going to be wildly different character design than the one shown here, which is like the classic Gil design. Okay. Uh, another cool one, uh, Minot has a book instead of her orb. That's... That's pretty cool if you like to read, if reading's your thing. Uh, the Ed costume kind of looks like a costume from Bully in my mind. Bully's a sweet game. Check that out. Rockstar. They're a good studio. They, I heard they make some pretty good games about the Wild West and whatnot. That's just what I hear. Uh, another fun thing to think about is... <laughs> and they have to know... They know that they're a meme at this point. They can't not... 
they can't not do this and not be self-aware. But Chun-Li got three more costumes. People tweet it out all the time and laugh about how many Chin costumes are. And some people have barely any other alternate costumes. Uh, but she gets three. And boy, howdy, uh, are they something else. Uh Kind of a side, kind of a tangential side note is the the one that is no, it's fine. Uh, this one right here, the um, the sleepwear chin, uh, which a lot of people probably they were like, that's not sleepwear, that's not a boyfriend's t-shirt, that's something entire, that's an apron in Crocs. I don't know what the hell that is, uh, and like rightfully so, you're not pretty probably not used to people seeing. Sl- people wear that kind of sleepwear but apparently that's like some type of uh historic classic sleepwear in china which i was ignorant to until this very week uh and that was a little interesting note dalson's costume hella dope look at that he's a mummy oh that's so good that's such a good costume got the glowing eyes and everything it's a cool costume uh, also, the, the bison costume is pretty cool, and the birdie one. Uh, a lot of people say he looks like Roadhog, and I'm like, I don't play first-person shoes. I don't know what that's about. Now he's kind of like the butcher, Leatherface, like Diablo, or that scary movie, not the remake. Uh, Fong's got a pretty dope costume. He's even got like the little poison deal. That's pretty sweet. Uh, so this costume pack, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, There's a lot to, I mean, aside from the three chin costumes where she's wearing Crocs and an apron, or a fanny pack, who who can say whether that's not a good costume or not? It kind of doesn't matter at this point. You have options if you play chin. All right. Uh, Moving on, what else is going on? Oh, uh, something that I'm going to talk about later on uh, in this this episode. Uh, What is Fightcade? Uh, Fightcade is a, a program you can use to play older fighting games with people online. Like if you want to play Street Fighter 2, for example, if you want to play Super Turbo, for example, uh, there's your place to go. Uh, how do you match make on that? Where, who do you, where do you find matches? Uh, there's actually Discord now that you can go to, and it covers a whole bunch of games, a plethora of games. So go check that out if you are into some of the older games in the Street Fighter franchise, or other franchises as well. Uh, Shout-outs to Sam Show 2, some of my favorites. Right. What's up next? Okay, this topic kicks off, I think, a number of topics, because a lot of things... I don't like this post in particular, uh, because it's kind of alarmist of, Steam is downloading 10... 10 gigabyte update what's going on there i'm confused why is this patch so large to which i say that's actually not alarming uh because this entire time every time that it updates it basically re-downloads the entirety of of the game so that's that's actually not alarming however with that said there are a couple things that came up uh in this thread a lot of things that were unannounced changes Capcom again uh, going on the unannounced train. Like, there's a lot of things that were released with this new patch that didn't get any airtime at all. I will say, however, if you do check out the the CFN website, uh, I'll share that link in the comments down below. Uh, but if you do check that out, they actually do have patch notes of things that they've added into uh, into the patch. However. A lot of things are not present. Uh, the one thing that is present, for example, is that key binding uh, is oh, shoot, wrong one. Uh, is that key binding is oh wait, no, let's just scroll down. Key binding is now a thing. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, that was one of the I think it was number fourteen in the top complaints thread in the R Street Fighter Street Fighter Five community feedback thread. That was number fourteen. We can cross that one off the list. It's done. Uh, if you want to bind the keyboard however you want, you can do it now. Congratulations. We can cross that one off the list. They're listening. They did it, folks. Finally, after almost yeah, like. Two and three quarters years. We we made it. We finally made it, folks. We got key bindings. Uh, so that is one good addition to the game. That that one that particular patch note was in the patch notes on the CFN website, which didn't get 
it didn't get the full Capcom Unity coverage. Like they they showed you all the three Chen costumes, but they didn't tell you that you can now do do key bindings. Something else they didn't say uh, is that now you can turn off the playback display in training mode. What am I actually talking about here? Uh, is when you go into training mode and you go down to dummy options. Uh, you go you scroll all the way over. It's dummy recordings. You have a couple slots. Let's say you record a couple slots. Let's say you record one slot of him walking forward, uh, the second slot of the dummy walking backwards, third slot the dummy jumping. So you can practice anti-airing or something like that. Uh, or slot one is a tick throw. Slot two is a frame trap. Something like that, to where you can you would want to train defensively of how to react to taking that type of pressure what it used to be and i got a lot of people complain about this uh, for a lot of the defensive lessons in geef's gym and my advice was basically to you have post-it note put a sticky note over that uh because what happened was uh, people would be they would look at the the playback recording because it would tell you which recording is playing back at that time so if you had that tick throw set to slot one you would see the one well before the tick throw happened and you would just mentally get ready for a tick throw and you would do it versus the second option of the frame trap let's say and then you would just block because the, you knew the frame trap was coming but now you can turn that off entirely so you get to play honest and you don't have to put a sticky note up there you can just say this these are the setups I'm going to train defensively against whatever setup is coming, uh, and I don't, I can't cheat because I can't see the number of the recording. Uh, so that is that wasn't in the announcements, and I think that's actually a really cool tool uh, to include for people who want to use training mode to practice things defensively, or maybe there's other uh, uses for it. But in my mind, I just relate it immediately to all the lessons in Geef's gym, which I got people complaining. How do I? not cheat and i say do you remember golden eye okay never mind kid uh put a sticky note on it anyway uh the another one that i think uh is kind of a funny funny ad that they didn't they didn't uh bring up is that cammy's air throw if you remember uh having a, a garbage animation uh they changed the animation slightly uh, not how she enters it and exits it. It still is very jarring, very can opering, uh, very, uh, uh, very, very jarring uh, when you hit them with that air throw. Uh, but they did add little whoosh effects to it. There's little little swirls go about when she goes down. There's a little, little it indicates action and movement. So so that that's a plus, right? It's better. It's be it's a better air throw now, kids. Trust me. I know how animations work. People listening know I'm shaking my head vehemently. It's a bad animation. But hey, I mean, at least they put work into it. They're aware that it's not good. And they put a little patch in to say, uh, make, make, it, make it a little better. Make it look a little, a little easier on the eyes. And it does, it, the whooshes do kind of cover up how she does enter the air throw. So it's kind of like... Just being thrown a wash over them, You're like, hey, don't look, look at the anim, look at the fun, fun animations. Don't look at how how it connects. It's weird. Uh, so that's eh, that's a plus for what it's worth. But it also not listed in the patch notes. Uh, another thing, I don't actually know if this is confirmed or not. Uh, going into the next thread, uh, is that someone reported that battle lounge connections are fixed. Uh, if you are not familiar with what I'm talking about, it's Whenever you go searching for battle lounges, a lot of the time, it, what it used to be, is that all the battle lounges would just be question marks, or they would continually spin and spin, and you wouldn't know what kind of bars you'd be joining, or it would take too long, uh, maybe that battle lounge wouldn't be available to you. Uh, but what someone, a couple people reported, and agreed with, uh, was that the battle lounges looked to be like maybe they had been fixed to at least indicate how many bars of a connection you had with someone else. It doesn't necessarily get to the heart of what people actually want, which is uh, ping representation of how, you know, what, what is the ping to that person. You know, that's really what people were asking for. Uh, and I get it that 
you know, we're going to the bars thing. It's what's already in the game. But if that was improved at all, uh, that you got to give them credit for it. Uh, it wasn't, again, not listed in the patch notes. But if this is something that they did improve, I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, I will also go the other side of the scale is that there was a report today as well that someone said that they were all question marks. So maybe some people are seeing the benefits of this and some, maybe some servers just turned off and say, I don't know. I don't know what patch we're playing on. Uh, so maybe hit up a couple of those threads and report what it is looking like to you uh, if you frequent battle lounges. Uh, so go check out those threads. Uh, and one of the last things I want to bring up before we head into tournament results is Problem X. Uh, he gave an interview to Matthew Edwards, the street writer on Twitter. Dot com. Uh, it was a interview. I think this was before his win this weekend. Uh, the way that he was talking about things, uh, and I bring up this interview because there's a couple things that he says that are rather they're rather intriguing. Uh, they're at least uh, goading words, if anything. Uh, I don't know if he's saying these to get a reaction out of the EU scene or if he's just saying these things because he feels like his effort is more so than the other players in that region, which it is. He's doing quite well for himself. Uh, but to quote him directly, uh, some things he said is that of the state of the UK scene, he says it is up and coming, which is interesting because historically it's not as if like Luffy didn't win Evo a couple of years back. The UK has strong players and historically has strong players, but to call it up and coming is that is some that's an interesting phrase to use i don't know if that's speaking directly to the scenes over there uh maybe some of my friends in the eu can uh, help walk me through what exactly that means or maybe what he had meant by that uh but it's interesting to see a strong player say that about his community another thing that he says on the skill of the eu is that while the skill is the talent is there there's not he says there's not enough commitment from the uk scene now, I, to what I think he's trying to say, and probably what he's talking about, is that people aren't committed to that esports life. They're not going after that paycheck through fighting games. Uh, the talent is there. He he definitely he does say. We'll reel that back and say he does say that there is talent in the EU, but what he says is there isn't a commitment. Uh, so those two things that the EU scene is up and coming and not enough commitment, I think are worth talking about and probably worth exploring, especially coming from such a top player. Uh, and with that, I'm going to roll right into tournament congratulations. Uh, of course, Problem X winning uh, uh, e <laughs> EGC, which is a CPT event in Birmingham, England. Uh, that's Mouseports, Problem X playing Bison. Uh, SoCal Regionals uh, was last weekend as well. Uh, Yugodon took that with his Ibuki and I want to give a little special notice there to Chris CCH, who is a uh, one of our top players in the R Street Fighter Weekly Tournaments on the West Coast. Uh, he took 13th place. Uh, not only did he take 13th place, uh, he also eliminated some really strong players. He took out Valiant. He took out Sal. He took out Stupendous. He took out K-Brad. Uh, he was sent to losers by Velociraptors and then took Velociraptor out in uh, Double Jeopardy, which is Double Jeopardy's whole other conversation about how uh, brackets are run. I and it's it's kind of unfortunate he had to play him again and then, but cool that he got to redeem himself and beat Velociraptor, who is actually a pretty cool, dude. Shout out to Velociraptor. Not taking away, he is like committing himself again to like the tournament scene, so that's cool. Uh, but anyway. Shoutouts to Chris CCH taking 13th place at SoCal Regionals. Uh, you're my boy. Just want to give a special notation to people who frequent our tournaments because the people who frequent our tournaments are actually really strong. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd be able to place in top eight in our tournaments. That, that's saying a lot. Um, another shout out goes to um, FV Cup, a Malaysian CPT, was Zowie's Oil King. Uh, I love Oil King. I love watching his Rashid. Very entertaining to watch. Uh, go back and check out uh, the uh, the recordings of that on uh, Capcom uh, Capcom's YouTube channel. Uh, very exciting to watch Oil King and watch all, all of his historic stuff too. Like he he has had a very good Rashid for for a while now. Very fun to watch. 
Uh, and the last one I want to bring up is the Never Give Up CPT event in Santiago, Chile. Uh, it was taken by F3's Berlino. Uh, that, I love Chile. Last time I was in Chile, I fell off horse. Well, I, the horse and I fell together in into water. We didn't like agree to fall. That wasn't something that we were like, hey, let, no, it just was something that happened. That's a story for another time. Uh, but big thumbs up to that region in the world shout out to all my friends in chile yeah, but that was taken by Berlino in uh this past weekend all right and oh wait a minute hold on and check my watch here I have my alarm going off uh it is the the shill minute it's my time to put on my shill cap Hail corporate. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to give a big shout out to one of the FGC's favorite uh, corporate entities, Arby's. Big ups to Arby's. Oh, man, you go through, get fi- eat five roast beef sandwiches at a time because you know that's how much you hate yourself. You go in there, you get the horsey sauce. Yeah, they call it horsey sauce. It's a weird name, but who cares? Slather that shit on there. It tastes real good. Uh, of course, I'm bringing up Arby's specifically because uh, they made this particular tweet, uh, which shows an image of Philia from Skullgirls, which is a it's kind of an obscure fighting game reference. Like it's it wasn't mainstream popular. It didn't get that didn't grab people uh, the way that maybe like Street Fighter does. It's a very good fighting game, and I think they just sold over. They hit the, they just hit a mark uh, in terms of of sales. I forget what ex- exactly which number what that was. However, uh, really cool to see uh, an entity like Arby's give such a strange uh, shout out to Skullgirls, which is a it's a great fighting game. It has a great tutorial, one of the best fighting game tutorials um, to date. In fact, I think it still holds up, and that game still gets patches. Like I might have gotten one last week for it. And this game is years old at this point. Uh, so big ups to Skullgirls and big ups to Arby's, I guess. Maybe go get some curly fries. Those are pretty good. Curly fries are delicious. And then go eat five roast beef sandwiches because that's, you know, those are the decisions that you're willing to make in your life at this point in time. All right. So that's our Hail Corporate Minute over at the uh, <laughs> RSF rate. I'll, I'll take my shell hat off. That's, that's fine. I'm okay with shouting out Arby's also nihilist Arby's follow them on Twitter but that's an unrelated question all right our next topic uh going to user questions uh someone asked me this question uh, and it's something that I've I tend to always stay away from and shy away from because I don't like putting I don't like putting these things down on record I typically only talk about these things in generalities but someone asked me how I feel about tier lists uh what is what is the current tier list now they didn't specify Street Fighter Five. I understand they probably meant Street Fighter Five. I will say, in terms of like dessert tier lists, like tiramisu is up there. You get like apple dumplings is up there. I think that's pretty good. Just like ice cream in general is like S tier. Um, there's a whole other ranking to ice cream. I understand, but just to just say general when we're talking about desserts tier lists, ice cream is up there uh, because you can also mix it with other desserts. And guess what? tastes just as good give me like a fried ice cream mmm delicious so good but tiramisu is like S plus plus tier hands down it, it bodies all other desserts if there's tiramisu on your menu and you do it right uh, that, that'll body all other desserts but to a Street Fighter 5 tier list in fact I put one together uh, real quick uh, I have and I realized when I put this together is that I have I, it's my tier list is cone shaped in the opposite direction that you would think a typical tier list would be. Typically, you would think of a tier list as a pyramid of, oh, you have like one character in the S plus plus tier, and then like everybody else is down below. It gets fatter as you go along. But my particular tier list, I broke it down to four different sections because I think there's four discrete you know, categories to. Uh, describe the tier list uh, in Street Fighter V, uh, and it just so happens that the part at the top is is the biggest, and it goes down to the smallest at the end. But let's go through it. Uh, so in A tier, uh, we have Akuma, 
The Kakuma's very strong. It's a bunch of options. Good damage, too. It's a good V-Trigger. Uh, we got Balrog. I can... I can understand why people might not want to put Balrog in the A-list, uh, because there are ways to defend against Balrog that makes him less effective. Um, check out, um, like, Brian F's videos or Ross. Those two put out a whole lot of information on how to beat their character. I get it. Uh, which one could make an argument to bump Balrog down a tier, but in my tier list, eh, screw it. Balrog's on the tier list. Cammy. I think Cammy's great. I love her walk speed. I love her ability to uh, use her normals, OS them into corner carry. Uh, that's like really strong in this game. She gets good Oki off that. I think her corner pressure is really good. Uh, I think her throw game is really good. Even though her throw loops in the corner aren't like necessarily quote unquote real, uh, I think they're very strong. I just think she's a good character in general. Uh, good damage, good stun, good stuff. Uh, again, on the list. Top of the list, A tier, Guile. Of course Guile's A tier. He's got damage, he has, he can actually do some pretty good zoning. Uh, he's got some great combos with his V-Trigger. Uh, just good character in general. Uh, again, in A-list, we've got Ibuki. Uh, Ibuki's mix-ups are nasty. Uh, she's got some real shady shit going on there. And it, it, it's not Street Fighter Four type of, of shady business where you literally have to guess. I mean, you can... You can do some things with Buki. Uh, a lot of characters can intentionally get counter hit to avoid particular setups. Uh, she is somewhat manageable. EX, EX Kunai is pretty damn strong. When you can dash forward and B plus 8, it's like, what was that about? Uh, so Buki is top of the list. We have Karen. Karen, I think, doesn't have a lot of the shenanigans of the other characters in the, in the A tier. I just think she's very strong. She doesn't really even need V-Trigger. Her V-Trigger makes her extra strong on top, but she's got great walk speed. She's got great buttons. Uh, she has great damage without even having to use meter and good corner carry for that, for that matter. And then good Oki off of that as well. Karen's just good in general. The one thing I will say that brings her down a notch in my book as a Zangief main is that if she back throws a Zangief when she has her back to the corner, she's minus two, which means that's a free critical art, you, you dummy, you dingus. Uh, that's just a little free tip within this tier list. Anyway, uh, Laura is in the A tier because look at her mix-ups. She hits you with that EX clap, boom. You might be dead. You have to guess. It's hard. It's hard to live with. Um, she just gets good Oki in general and Trying to defend against it can be very tricky if you're not familiar with your opponent. In a best two out of three situation, uh, guessing wrong against a lower player can mean real bad news for your tournament life pretty darn quickly. Uh, again, in A tier, I have Nikali. I think Nikali has really good, uh, really good damage, really good options. Uh, I like his buttons. They're a little bit stubby in terms of, yeah his block strings however once he pops that v trigger oh boy better look out that damage is coming like that dude moves so fast that forward dash kind of unreactable in street fighter 5 you can do some things to manage it but it becomes a threat uh nikali is just a threatening character uh good damage good options uh, speaking of options and combos, a uh, combo video <laughs> earlier, maybe go check that out. Rashid is in my A-list. Uh, I think Rashid has crazy good pressure, uh, especially when he has like just one bar. Uh, makes you block a crouch hard punch into EX Tornado, and it's his turn. It is definitely Rashid's turn. And also, you see some really cool stuff. Like, go again, go watch Oil King. See some of the stuff that he's doing. It's really interesting neutral play. Uh, a very good character in general and good walk speed. Good buttons in the neutral as well. He's just overall A-list character. And of course, you know, absolutely I'm going to have Zangief in A tier. Zangief is so good in this game. Uh, in a game where guessing wrong once or twice can mean lights out. As Zangief, you do sometimes have to gamble. You can... You can mitigate the the risks there a little bit with Zangief, but still, you put someone in the blender, you hit him with that SPD a couple times, they're going to think twice, maybe keep him grounded with a headbutt, get that crush counter with a stand hard punch, stand hard kick. Mm, I love Zangief. He's so good. He is so good. 
and now he's got that jazz hand legs grab leg grab that he was b tier then he got jazz hands and now he's he's a tier trust me folks that is the one thing that pushed him up to a tier was those jazz hands that that leg counter that counters everything you would want it to uh like karen stan hard kick i'm being facetious folks it it does nothing for him if anything it's an accident or meter gain there's like a couple matchups where it's useful but it is very very particular it's it's not a good it's not a good move it's not a good move all right moving down to the b tier i have abigail i kind of didn't know exactly where to place abigail on this list he has huge problems uh with characters that can keep him out uh but that armor can kind of mitigate things that damage can mitigate those options uh a lot of people early on had trouble with the run, but I think for the most part that's been figured out. Uh, if you just jump forward, jump forward into nothing takes care of most of his options off of a run. If you're in panic mode and you see him duck down, come at you, uh, just jump forward. Uh, if you try and do like a cross up, he could use his, he can cancel the V skill and put you in, into big damage because he can do that. He's Abigail. Uh, but if you just want to avoid everything, just jump forward. Don't have to worry about anything. Worry about damage later. If you used EX, you just wasted meter, so don't even forget about it. It's fine. Uh, so I put him in the B list because uh, he has good matchups against a lot of characters. He's got good range. Uh, I like his buttons, but def definitely not A tier. Uh, but he could drop down to C tier if if you talk to me like tomorrow. Let's put it that way. Uh, on B tier, I have Birdie. I like Birdie's normals. Uh, I like Birdie's options. I like his damage. Uh, Birdie, just in general, is like he's a pretty good character, but doesn't have that extra oomph uh, to make him super effective uh, in this game. Uh, I actually slide Dalsim into B tier. I actually think that now with that down back medium kick, that gives him a low option that he didn't have before that made. Characters think when they were eating Dawson pressure, because Dawson's pressure character in this game, apparently, Street Fighter Five things, uh, that gave him a low option that he didn't have before. It's a safer option. You cancel into things that are safer on block. Uh, he doesn't have to commit to a slide or cancel into V trigger. He's got reasons to make you want to crouch block. Uh, and at some point, I think that that imagine especially with the gray health nerf as well gray health doesn't recover as fast uh in this particular version of the game so i think that makes his v skill extra strong uh granted zoning can be a problem uh, in street fighter 5 the ability to zone can be a problem uh, there's ways to get around dalsam and some characters straight dunk him but i think he's strong enough to make b uh i think he belongs on the b on the b list uh, also on the B list, M. Bison. Uh, I think M. Bison's got good damage. I think, if anything, to explain how I feel about uh, M. Bison, just listen to Problem X's interview, which I brought up earlier in the show. Uh, he talks about what Bison's capable of, where he thinks he's down on the tier list, and I, I tend to agree with him uh, on all his points. He's pretty fair about his own character. Um, also on the B list, Armika. Yes, she did receive some nerfs from Season 1. However, I think she still has... A lot of good pressure tools, good options. If she has just one meter, she can put you in the corner like nobody's business. She has a safe jump even. She doesn't have to use the she has to burn meter to put you in the corner. Uh, that Irish whip is real strong, especially in the corner. It's bad news. Uh, so I think she belongs on the on the B list. Also on the B list is Yurian. Uh, Yurian is one of my favorite characters in this game, simply to the fact that he has some of the best combos in general he's the most some of the most fun combos uh and some of the best mix-up off of those combos but thing about him that's keeping him from a tier is that he needs he really needs his v trigger to needs to make good use of his v trigger it's not just that he needs it he needs to use it well because if it's just like get off me v trigger uh and he is he does not have the life lead, then it can be hard for him to make that comeback. Uh, he needs that comeback potential. He needs to convert off of a good touch uh, on his V-Trigger to be a very uh, effective character. Also, on the B-List, last person on the B-List, I think Manat slips into B. I think she's good enough to be B-List. Again, hard to say. Maybe if you ask me next week, I'll slip her down the C-List. She might 
she might belong there. Uh, but her, again, she's another fun combo character. Her combos can be difficult in this video game. That's asking a lot in Street Fighter V. Uh, but her V-Trigger combos, she, she gains V-Trigger quickly uh, if you use her V-Skill appropriately. Uh, and I like the difference that she can have with her, like when she does and doesn't have the orb. Because uh, her frame data changes entirely. She's basically a different character in terms of options whenever she does and doesn't have the orb. Uh, when she hits you with like an orb recovery attack though, it can be, it can be a thing of beauty. Uh, so, for that reason, Minot and her V trigger combos, which are super impressive. Uh, for that reason, she's on the B list. Uh, we'll see who can really get a good grasp of her and you know do well with her in tournament. That has yet to be seen. However, I think Minot slides into B. I think she'll work out to be on the B list. Perhaps C, but that's a stretch, considering who's on the C list. Speaking of which, let's move down to the C list. I've got Chun Li. I think she's still she's still good. She still has some really good matchups. Her neutral is still pretty decent, uh, but she lacks a lot of the pressure tools, a lot of the options she had back in season one. She isn't as sharp of a blade as she was in season one. That's that's obvious. But she's not she's not bottom tier. She didn't drop all the way. She was just dulled a little bit, and that pulled her down to C list. Uh, same on this list. We'll talk about them later, but we will talk about it right now. But Nash, I think Nash falls down to the C list. He lost some range. Um, he did get some cool pressure when he has you in the corner, but he needs meter for that, and he also needs you in the corner. And Nash is really good at running away, so th those two things are diametrically opposed. Uh, so for the, that reason, I have Nash on the C list. Also on the C list, I have Ed. Uh, I. Ed could slip into D-list uh, simply because of the way that his combos work. Uh, if you're not point-blank range, you are not guaranteed to be able to cancel into any kind of damage. Like, you really have to be in your opponent's grill. And in this game, the way that pushbacks work, pushback works, the way that uh, pressure works, if they block one attack, you are pretty close to out of options with Ed, especially if you don't have V-Trigger. His V-Trigger doesn't necessarily have that great mix-ups anyway. Uh, he just he suffers a lot in that. And for that reason, Ed falls down to the C-List, and he could even fall down to the D-List. On another day, I might put him in the D-List, but right now, Ed's on the C-List, because there's some things that I like about Ed. I like his backdash. He's probably one of the best backdashes in the game. I like him for that. But you ain't C-List, you ain't C-List, dog. Also in the C-List, Ken, I I could I kind of feel bad about putting Ken here, but I feel like his to play Ken effectively, his hit confirms very difficult, uh, and the damage that he gets off of them can be big. But he also needs V trigger for that, uh, and gaining V trigger is not necessarily easy for Ken. That comeback is not guaranteed if you don't land a, again, kind of like Yurian, but with less options without like when he doesn't have V trigger. So uh, kind of for that reason, in that his Confirms aren't all that great. Uh, his damage with, without those useful confirms. His shimmy game is good. Hell yeah. But you you better be right when you shimmy your opponent or else you're going to do something that is either punishable or puts him in a uh, gives up pressure situation. Uh, other person in the C list is Colin. Colleen. Uh, I like what I've seen Punko do with Colleen. I think that this has been pretty cool uh, watching what that guy can do. Um, unfortunate that Punko had to leave the uh, CPT and may, might not come back next year uh, or compete in Street Fighter V. However, uh, what he was doing with that character was pretty interesting. Uh, I think that she suffers a little bit uh, in terms of general, like people figured it out when you don't when you don't quick rise against Cullen or typical pressure, she needs at least a bar to put you in actual pressure. Otherwise, she's kind of lackluster. Her walk speed's not all that great. Um, she does have some pretty fun counts. She's got some fun stuff that might bump her up into the B list, but for now, keep it on the C list. Don't think she's all that. Uh, and then finally, down to the D list. I think that 
most of these characters, everyone can agree, is are pretty low tier. Alex, I'm sorry, Alex. I love Alex. I love Alex in this game. You are on the D list. You don't get. He gives up pressure after he hits you on so many instances. It's a damn shame. I love his V trigger. I love some of the cool combos he can do when he does have V trigger, but he's got to be in V trigger. To do those combos, you gotta cancel on the V trigger to do those combos, and he only gets that once, maybe twice a set, because his V skill really hard to use in any actual set. It takes a really long time to charge up. It takes really hard. To, it's difficult to use. Anyway, I'm sorry, Alex. I love you. I love seeing highlight reels of Alex on the daily. Uh, there's at least one Alex highlight reel posted this sub. This is kind of an aside. There's at least one Alex highlight reel posted to our Street Fighter a week. And my heart goes out to the people who are making those. I love you. Keep being the best you that you can be. Also on this list, Fong. Fong just doesn't have the any similar options to any other character. He basically if you don't if he doesn't frame trap you if he doesn't catch you with a counter hit then he doesn't have any damage he can't really cancel into anything unless he catches you pressing buttons uh, his pressure is weak in so many ways in comparison with the rest of the cast uh, yes he has some decent keep away tools uh, in certain matchups that are like in the Abigail matchup for example Abigail's kind of tough time to get in but poison doesn't necessarily do as much damage as you might want. To keep ways and all that great. Uh, hit confirms. Not typically damaging. Unless he can get you, he can force you into a frame trap situation. Then it can be okay. But other than that, following you low. You low on the D list, son. Also on the D list. Jury. She just needs so many resources to be effective. I think maybe a lot of people's opinions have changed after seeing Infiltration's Jerry, but y'all forget how good Infiltration actually is. That dude. I feel if Infiltration was playing a top-tier character, he would just dunk people left and right, but that's just not how Infiltration plays. One of my favorite quotes from Infiltration, enjoy your game, and I think that this is his way of enjoying A dude played Hakan against P.L. Brawlrock and won. Khan is not high on Street Fighter 4 T list. I would like to see a Khan back in Street Fighter 5. I'm just saying out loud. On 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 record, I would like to see a Khan. But anyway, Jerry's down on this list. You need too many resources, too hard to impl implement uh, any kind of good offense uh, without those resources. And for that reason, she's on the D list. Ryu is on the D list. Man, you gave up range. You gave up damage in Season 1. Where's my Season 1 Ryu? I'd like to see some of that stuff come back. Uh... He could potentially be back to the B list with a couple changes. A little bit of damage here. Uh, maybe a couple changes to the way his fireball works there. Uh, I I like Ryu conceptually, but he definitely belongs on the D list. And the last person on my D list, I actually put Vega on the D list. Yes, Vega got some buffs that some people said, oh, this changes Vega. He's, he's a much better character. And... Uh, true he is a better character than he was previously but the way that he fits in street fighter 5 i i just don't believe he he gets above d list he might be at the top of the d list but i believe vega to be on the d list and that is my street fighter 5 tier list uh i want to quickly go over another kind of tier list for street fighter 5 a couple people have asked me this uh ease to play in fact for beginners a lot of people ask I'm a beginner. Who do I pick up? I want to learn this game easily. And I'll just quickly go over who I think uh, is from easiest to hardest to play. I've ranked them and put them in different categories. This is more even a rounded out list. It's not necessarily an upside down pyramid, but easiest to learn. Birdie and Nikali. I think the combos are easy. Uh, I think their pressure options are easy to get your head around. Anti-airs are good. Very easy characters to learn if you're learning this game. Uh, above average, like these are your very also pretty easy to learn this game with, uh, but not super easy mode as I consider Birdie and Nikali. But on that list uh, is Cami, Guile, Karen, Laura, Nash, Rashid, and Ryu. 
those characters are easy enough to learn to get a handle on what you should be looking for in Street Fighter Five. A lot of people might say Ryu is on that list, but he's not a good character. He's one of the worst characters. But you will learn with Ryu. You will also quickly learn why Ryu is bad, why his options are bad. But that's another story of like who you would want to stick with. This is strictly just for learning the game. Uh, on the average, middle tier, it's just it's kind of a wash. Like They have these options that can help you learn the game, but also might have a couple of drawbacks, which you might see as you know, preventing you from, from learning. On that list, I have Akuma. I have Abigail. Alex, Balrog, Ken, Colleen, and Bison, Armika, Yurian, and Zangief. Uh, a variety of different reasons for all of those characters, but for right now I have them in the center section of their, their an average way to learn the game. I'd say it's average difficulty when you're trying to learn Street Fighter V with those characters. Below average, uh, characters that might not have the same kind of options, might have to work a little bit harder to get that win, uh, might have to work a little bit harder to wrap your mind around how the game works. I have Chun-Li and Dalsum. They'll be two on that list, below average. And now hard. Hard characters to pick up when you are picking up Street Fighter V, trying to learn fighting games for the first time. On that list, I have Fong, Ibuki, Jury, Minot, and Vega. For a lot of the reasons that I talked about earlier on when I was talking about the general tier list, puts them down below. Ibuki, people say, why is Ibuki on this? She's one of the best characters. Um, execution for a brand new player, hard to wrap your mind around. Also, it puts... It puts you in the mindset of, oh, I should just always go, I should just have a mix-up always, which arguably what you might want to be looking for when you're learning fighting games. I get it. If you just want to be a mix-up person, that's fine. But you can't always have that crutch. Uh, And she doesn't have enough life. Uh, For a lot of new players, eating non-optimized jumping combos is just something that's going to happen when you play. So you won't have enough time to play. So that's kind of why I include her down on that bottom list. Uh, So that goes over the ease of use tier list for brand brand new players. Again, I want to reiterate, this is if you are a brand new player to fighting games, that is the list, at least in my opinion, uh, for characters who are the easiest to learn uh, learn the game versus the hardest to learn the game. So check out that list. I'll share that in the uh, in the description below. All right, folks. Uh, we always like to end the RSF radio with a callback to an, a historic match. Uh, this week's historic match in the FGC actually harkens back to 2012, Evo 2012. It was the end of the Tournament of Legends series, uh, going back to Grand Finals. We've got Mao playing Claw and Kusumundo playing Honda. Uh, the match itself, uh, very fascinating, very exciting, but I think the build-up to this match is something that a lot of people can learn from, especially especially for the people who think, ah, Street Fighter is not my jam, I kind of like some of the older games. Here's something that you should look look to if you want to emulate something for a game that you love. Uh, look at what the ST Revival people were doing and try and emulate that with your game. So what they did, basically the entire year of 2012, they, they set aside, they said, here, we're going to have this tour. It's going to lead up to EVO. We're going to have grand finals there, but we're going to have qualifiers. Uh, these qualifiers will lead into an invitational later on. It'll be a whole thing. Uh, we'll get Japanese players over here. We'll pull the best from America over here. It'll be the best of the best uh, in this tournament, culminating up to this moment, uh, EVO 2012. Uh, <laughs> this tournament was played super late at night. Uh, I think it might have started at or slightly before midnight, uh, but then ended up grand finals started at like 2 a.m., something crazy late. That is the dedication that those players had. And if you want to have your game, the game that you love, be something that is featured in an event such as Evo and something that is good and wholesome and fun uh, and exciting, look at the dedication of a lot of the people, look at the effort that went in uh, in the ST Revival to put on the Tournament of Legends. so in kind of in the comments, I'll share uh, the the link to the entire set, uh, the entire tournament, I should say, uh, and the whole set. Uh, unfortunately, I don't 
I don't, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and if, if you have access to this video out there, but the actual broadcast uh, from the people that put on the tournament, it was not, it was not available on their YouTube channel. Uh, it was only available via re-uploads, which is unfortunate uh, because you just want to give credit to people where credit is due for the people who put in the work if they have a YouTube channel. Um, but in this particular instance, Grand Finals, Grand Finals in particular, and a lot of the, the finals of that tournament, Top 8, was just not available on their channel. Uh, I, I don't exactly know what happened there in the history of it. I don't know where things got lost to history, lost to time. That actually happens a lot in the FGC. It's kind of a, a weird thing. However, uh, there were a lot of different re-uploads to this. I definitely think it's worth a watch. Uh, definitely keep an eye on Super Turbo Vega. Uh, if you think mix-ups are difficult to deal with in Street Fighter V, yo, play some ST Vega. Those claw mix-ups, FBA. You're going to guess. How are you going to guess? Left or right? Once you're going to jump back, you got you. got you covered. Uh, very interesting to watch. Uh, very interesting to see how Kuzumundo responds to that pressure and how they play against each other. It is actually very easy to see where they are they're testing, they're pressing each other's buttons, they're gaining information, and then adapting immediately. It's it's a very great set because you can immediately see where these players are in each other's heads. So just in that regard, a very fun tournament to watch. Highly go recommend checking that one out. We'll share that in the comments down below. And with that, that just about wraps it up for RSF Radio. I've been I'm Joe Monday, and if you guys have any user questions, uh, please write into the show. I'll put it in the and the post on either in yeah, yeah post it to the sub. Uh, I'll, I'll post something later on that uh, or post it in the YouTube comments because these also go up on video archive. That's fine. Do it wherever. Reach out to me. I'm available. Hit me up on Twitter if you got a question that you want answered be it a beginner question or an advanced question, go ahead, hit me up anytime. I'll answer it in the show if possible. Uh, and rate and review the, if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast app, uh, iTunes, what have you rate and review the show. Even if it's bad, rate and review it. That probably helps. At least that's what I hear other podcast people say. Uh, and that's what I'll include at the end of my show, obviously, because that's just what you do when you report, record a podcast, something, something blue apron. Something, something audible. By the way, those we are not sponsored by any of that. I promise you that. If anything, we're sponsored by Nihilist Arby's. That's and that's a that's a Joe Monday guarantee. <laughs> All right, folks. Enough dilly dallying. We're out of here. Uh, that has been another episode of RSF Radio. Have a good night, folks. Take care. <laughs>